I'm Elizabeth Slattery, and welcome to SCOTUS 101, where we break down what's happening at the Supreme Court, what the justices are up to, and other things related to our favorite branch of government. This is a special summer session edition of SCOTUS 101, and today I'm joined by Mike Davis, who is the Chief Counsel for Nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Mike, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So did you think this was going to be a calm summer? I, for one, didn't think Justice Kennedy was going anywhere. Uh, I I didn't have uh, any advanced warning <laughs> that he was going anywhere, but I'm actually uh, pretty excited yeah. for this summer. Yeah, I've never been more pleased to have my my summer plans, uh, you know, uh, wrecked by a nomination to the Supreme Court. <laughs> I agree. So tell me about what you and the committee staff have been up to since Kavanaugh's nomination was announced on July 9th. Well, we've been busy. Um, we've uh, Chairman Chuck Grassley is uh, is my boss, and he has. Uh, We've hired up a team of lawyers and law clerks on the chairman's uh, staff to process this nomination while we continue to process the lower court nominees through the Senate Judiciary Committee. So it's been a very, very busy last several weeks. We are uh, in the midst of uh, gathering and reading all of Judge Kavanaugh's relevant records from his service, his legal service in the executive branch along with his uh, 12 years of judicial opinions uh, uh, for his service on the D.C. Circuit, which is considered the second highest court in the land. He has written 307 judicial opinions, and he's joined hundreds of others. Mm -hmm. So we have 10,000 pages (laughs) of his judicial opinions from the D.C. Circuit. We also have 17,000 pages from his um, uh, that he's submitted to the Senate Judiciary Committee in response to his Senate Judiciary Committee questionnaire. Uh, this is the most robust questionnaire ever submitted to a Supreme Court nominee, and we've also received four hundred over four hundred thirty thousand pages of his emails and other records from his executive branch legal service. So we've been uh, very busy reading through his record, uh, but. We've gotten through, other than the document production that came yesterday, our team of lawyers have been working night and day, 70 to 100 hours a week, uh, seven days a week, and we have read every page of his record <laughs> up, up until the document production from yesterday, and wow. we anticipate that we'll get through that document production uh, easily before the start of the hearing. Wow. And a lot of Senate Democrats are focused on getting every single piece of paper that Brett Kavanaugh has ever touched, and they're even threatening to sue. So of all of the documents that have been released, have there been any surprises? I I, I saw on Twitter something like Kavanaugh once spilled the beans on a, a birthday party at the White House when he when he worked at the White House. Anything else like that? Incendiary? Uh, you know, we're we're not seeing those documents. <laughs> I think Judge Kavanaugh uh, has always been a, 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 a very careful thoughtful lawyer, and it's reflected in his records. So the hearing is coming up in less than two weeks. So what are you all doing to prepare? Oh, we're doing a lot to prepare. We're uh, reading his record. We are um, working with the administration to figure out who the hearing witnesses will be. Um, We're doing the logistics of the hearing, uh, talking to um, the Senate offices, uh, talking to the American people about Judge Kavanaugh, helping Senator Grassley with his floor speech speeches and his press releases and really getting out there and talking about how this is going to be the most transparent and fair process ever for a Supreme Court nominee. Um, That's been the hallmark of Senator Grassley. He's been in the Senate for 38 years. And even with Justice Gorsuch, when the Democrats largely opposed Justice Gorsuch, they praised Senator Grassley for having such a fair, transparent process. 
and this is the same Senator Grassley that, that's been in the Senate for 38 years, the mm-hmm. same Senator Grassley from the 2017 confirmation for Justice Gorsuch, he's going to have that same fair and transparent process. Yeah, I think Senator Grassley is known for his his fairness throughout you know, the process for all of the nominees that he's been processing. So what do you expect will be the main things that are going to come up at the hearing? Well, it, that's I know from the from the from the Senator Grassley's perspective, what's so important is highlighting that uh, Judge Kavanaugh is one of the most qualified, if not the most qualified, Supreme Court ever to come before the Senate Judiciary Committee. He again, he has a 12-year judicial record on the D.C. Circuit, over 10,000 pages of judicial writings. He's mm-hmm. been a teacher. He's been a mentor. Not only is Judge Kavanaugh exceptionally well qualified for this position, he's not only is is he well qualified, he's also a great person. We've been hearing from his former law clerks and people who know Judge Kavanaugh the best that he is a terrific mentor, friend. He, uh, you know, he serves meals for the Catholic charities. He gives back to the community. He has a great family. Uh, he has a, a lifetime of public service, and uh, so it's going to be good for the American people to not only to hear about Judge Kavanaugh's exceptional qualifications, but just about him as a person. Mm-hmm. So does Judge Kavanaugh have a, a frozen trucker case uh, lingering in his in his record like your your former boss, Neil Gorsuch? Well, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not seeing any frozen truckers in, <laughs> uh, in Judge Kavanaugh's record. Uh, again, he has a 12 year record. He's there with any judge. You can always find cases with which you disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, as Justice Gorsuch has said, if if you agree if a judge agrees with every result that he comes to, he's not a good judge. Yeah. That's not. It's, it's just a, a fundamental difference between what some people on the left think is a judge's role versus what the American people think a judge's role is. A judge is there to uh, be an umpire. His, mm-hmm. his job is to look at the facts, apply the law, and come to the result that the law commands, regardless of that judge's personal political views or personal preferences. So in addition to working on Kavanaugh's nomination, the committee is continuing to process lower court nominees. So can you share some stats on on how President Trump's judicial nominations are faring these days? President Trump is uh, doing an exceptional job on judicial nominations. Um, he, uh, with, with uh, under chair, uh, with chairman, chairman Grassley's help in 2017, the president set the all-time record for a for the number of circuit judges confirmed for a president's first year in office with 12 circuit judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, uh, with Chairman Grassley's help, the president set the all-time record for circuit judges confirmed during a president's first two years in office at 23 circuit judges. Uh, we've since confirmed three more, so we're at 26 circuit judges right now. And we've also com- confirmed Justice Gorsuch and 24 district uh, district court judges. So we're at 51 judges that have been confirmed so far under President Bush. Chairman Grassley intends to lead the effort to confirm at least 30 circuit judges during President Trump's first two years in office. And that inclu- mm-hmm. uh, and that's in addition to confirming Justice Gorsuch last year and confirming, ju- uh, confirming Judge Kavanaugh this year. Great. So Shifting gears a little bit, you clerked for Neil Gorsuch, uh, both at the the appeals court and for his first few months at the Supreme Court. So tell me, what was it like helping a new justice get up to speed on his his new job? It was a lot of fun. Um, So I have to be careful as a law clerk. You can't really talk about what you're doing on the job. But I have known Justice Gorsuch since he was uh, simply known as Neil. I knew him before (laughs) 
He was a judge on the Tenth Circuit. I helped him get set up. Uh, I, I was one of his first clerks uh, back when he joined the Tenth Circuit back in 2006. We worked together in the George W. Bush administration, and I helped him for a year out in Colorado to get set up on the Tenth Circuit. He's a great guy. Um, I'm very good friends with him. I'm great friends with Louise's wife and his two daughters. They're they're very very good people. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it was it's an honor of a lifetime to um, you know be 39 years old and <laughs> going to help a new Supreme Court justice uh, become uh, you know help him get set up on the bench. He's uh, you know he got up and running very very fast. He's very smart. We yeah. had um, we we basically had a week. To prepare to prepare for like thirteen cases wow. for for the term of court, um, and he was up to speed and asking questions on day one. So he's he's very well suited for the job. Do you have any funny stories about him that have, you can share? Well, I don't know how many I can share, but I do. Uh, <laughs> we, we are good friends, and so I, I I I do have some funny. I guess during the confirmation, um, they uh, it was all arranged from the Trump administration to come pick him up on a military jet and Mm -hmm. uh, whisk him out to D.C. so they can do the announcement. And they had that planned out very, very well. But um, he brought like two days worth of clothes. (laughs) And so uh, he's he's a very um, he's a very humble person. And so he doesn't want to impose on anyone. And he's Uh going around from Senate office to Senate office to Senate office and working 16, 17 hours a day. And he doesn't have any clothes. He has, you know, w- one or two shirts and one or two ties. <laughs> and he's too humble to uh, to ask anyone for help. And so I I got word that, you know, he's wearing the same clothes over and over. And I called him late one night and uh, he was staying uh, he was staying in an apartment and I said, what, what do you, do you have clothes? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me he didn't have any food. He didn't have any clothes. Louise was back in Colorado. And so we made arrangements to get him some clothes and get him some food. But well, um, man, if we had known, we would have sent some heritage ties over to, that, there uh, you go. We, to, we had a Supreme court nominee almost starved to death because he's too humble to ask for anyone for oh, any help. Well, that's great. Mike, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for listening to SCOTUS 101. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please leave us a rating if you enjoy listening. Please follow us on Twitter at SCOTUS 101, and you can email us at SCOTUS 101 at heritage.org with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You've been listening to SCOTUS 101, executive produced by Elizabeth Slattery, sound designed by Michael Gooden, Lauren Evans, and Thalia Rampersad. For more information, visit heritage.org. Looking for a short morning podcast to give you the news of the day without liberal bias? The Daily Signal podcast is a rundown of the top stories you need to know that the mainstream media is probably ignoring.